Welcome to the weekend must watch on Intercut, where we wade our way through the latest in theaters, streaming, and on demand. I am your co host, Zachary Shevich, and joining us, you can call him Blue Justice. It's Arturo Zurita. Man, I wish you would have seen the biggest movie that's actually out there, man. There was a movie that was so loud. Usually you're in a theater and you're hearing the Marvel movie next door. Bro, I want to go see an indie movie this week. And I mean, like, India. This is a film that's so big, bro. Yes. Uh, yes. Have you not? You've heard of RRR, right? Of course. How, how can you not hear from RRR, the, the biggest spectacle in theaters? I'm, I'm jealous, man. I, like, if I weren't traveling, as I, as I, if you see the live stream, you can see I'm traveling. If I weren't traveling, I would have absolutely caught this already. This, yeah, this thing is massive. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, believe it or not, there is also a, a new Bay movie that's out. We got Sonic going as fast as he can. Uh, a bunch of different movies. But, uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a stacked year for theaters, streaming, and movie, uh, TV series. So, a lot going on. Uh, yeah, a lot going on. Uh, just a quick shout out to people who are on the live stream. And uh, if you are a little bit disturbed by my uh, echoey sound, a reminder that we actually record the audio and put out like a, a nicely recorded audio version on our audio stream. So you can always catch up with us a little bit later. But uh, we're hanging out uh, and going to talk about the latest things available to us in theaters, in streaming, on TV, a whole bunch of interesting stuff and i spent most of my weekend watching michael bay movies i don't know about you are uh but yeah. it was not as good as a lot of the things we've been getting in theaters because it's it's been a pretty good run in terms of original movies in theaters recently it is we have a lot of good stuff in theaters but you know we're working on a bay bracket so i know zach has been re-watching bless his soul all the transformers i've been re-watching everything but the transformers when it comes to the bay bracket so i've been <laughs> i haven't had that bad of a time but yeah we have a lot of other stuff so uh, i don't know if you wanted to start with the uh the theaters and the streaming or i would say the theaters and the virtual cinema yeah. that we have going on during this period uh, we, we might as well get into the bayhem off the top let's talk a little bit about ambulance the latest action crime thriller from blockbuster uh extraordinary <laughs> savant, yeah. i guess we can say michael bay the man knows his way around an explosion uh it's been a little while since we got like a big Michael Bay, Michael Bay original blockbuster in theaters. You know, he had Six Underground a few years ago. I guess 13 Hours would be the last one, but that's also Bay in a little bit of a different mold. That that like war movie mold is not quite the same as what when you get Bay doing crime thrillers, right? Like this is kind of his bread and butter. Um, and he is going, you know, full balls to walls with this one. He, he's exploding cop cars and jumping ambulances and and flying drones both up and then back down buildings it is it is extreme it is a it, uh, it in contrast to what we got with everything everywhere all at once this is a very different version of a maximalist type of movie yes sir but I, it is authentically michael bay what did you think about the latest from uh michael bay uh well I, I had the chance to see half of it. Uh, right before we started, I realized I was telling Zach that there this is a an adaptation to a Danish movie called The Ambulance. And that's a film in where uh, the same premise is happening where you have two brothers who are on the run yeah. practically hijacking an ambulance after robbing a bank. Uh, the thing is that that movie is a mere 80 minutes long, <laughs> Zach. 
<laughs> that is yeah. not the case with Ambulance. Not the Ambulance. This yeah, is so a you, movie that's a hundred. You saw half of the Ambulance, not Michael Bay's Ambulance. Yeah, no, I saw all of Michael Bay's Ambulance. Trust me, I was strapped to my seat there. I, I was yeah. going in the drone, man. That yeah, there was a lot of stuff that he was doing with that one. But compared to uh, what it's um, being adapted from, he clearly is trying to kind of make almost like a miniseries, <laughs> in my opinion, because you don't just have the brothers and their backstory. You also have every single character who they meet have like this something that he wrote down and then decided to not put into the movie. You know, mm-hmm. there are so many like threads. You're, you're like looking at cops and you're like, are they dirty cops? Are they trying to do something else here? There's a dude eating hot Cheetos. Bro, tell me why half these characters are talking about past Michael Bay movies. Michael Bay just, like, throwing in references to his own material, trying to get it... There was actually kind of a lot of meta things in this movie, I felt like. Uh, The reported budget of the film is around $40 million, and the heist that kicks off Ambulance is for $32 million. So I I feel like there's a whole... And they do a whole car car chase sequence, and somebody says, it's a really expensive car chase. You know, I I like when he kind of plays with the self-awareness, especially in a movie like this that I'm not really going to take that seriously. Uh, You know, for me, like, I was excited to see, uh, get the chance to see Gyllenhaal in, like, full Nick Cage unhinged mode. That's what he was doing, Uh, yeah. You know, he's, like, letting himself loose. Uh, He talked in press a lot about how he kind of feels like he's having more fun as an actor right now. You can absolutely tell that from this movie. So I thought he was a lot of fun, even if his character was kind of all over the place. Uh, But the real standout for me in the cast was Aisa Gonzalez, who is so, so compelling and so uh, just gripping in terms of the well, ability her her ability to both play the dramatic the emotional the more lighthearted and sometimes comedic like she really is the audience surrogate for a lot of this movie and does such a good job yeah i agree uh she is the standout um I really like a lot of what they did with her character and her being like the badass, whereas the other two are practically on a training day. Like they just wanted to make that version of these two brothers uh, going on that adventure. Again, I I wish that if he was going to jam pack it with so much stuff that he would have spread it out. It's not long enough for the amount of story that he has going. Even the set pieces is one after another after another. There are some shots I'm never a fan of the GoPro shot. Uh, yeah, it, it's always you can always tell the big drop off in quality. On, like yeah. I like I like the flexibility that the GoPro gives you, but it just it takes me out of the movie exactly. sometimes. But then in there a way are, that the drone shots don't as much. Well, weirdly. see, there were some shots that he was doing with that drone where he was zipping and, and weaving through things, and I was like, "Yo, this is awesome!" And he talked about mm-hmm. how he had like the number one. Uh, drone flyer in the world and he was like wearing the whole goggles while he was doing the drone and and then michael bay's like right behind him going like you better get the shot right you, you better make sure you're, you're zooming in uh he even has set pieces with like um the bridge scene with the helicopters there's behind the scenes on that where the helicopters are actually coming in and chasing jake gyllenhaal fantastic stuff Man, I got nauseous with them as some of these shots, bro. There is no rhyme or reason why we're getting the perspective of a gargoyle off of a building coming zooming down. He's doing right. a lot in this movie. So, like, again, there's a lot of visuals going on, a lot of cinematography, a lot of side characters that are going to therapy. I don't know if they fix their therapy sessions, Zach. Like, we don't come back to round out a lot of these characters. I don't know if the dog got walked, Zach. There is a lot that he puts in this movie that I enjoyed, that I really liked. And and mm-hmm. it's very ambitious. It, it's Bay, yes. dude. I'm a big Bay fan. Um, <laughs> didn't completely work out fully for me. And I, I'm curious to see how the original kind of wraps it up, considering that that's mm-hmm. a lot more contained. And uh, he wanted to make it a bit bigger. What did you think of Wale in this movie? 
I'm, first of all, I was like, is that Wale? And then by the second scene, I really yeah, the whole thing. I, like, uh, That's I thought like. he was pretty delightful as the comic comic relief. Yeah, uh, I could tell that like they just let him go at it. Yeah, that's why I started reading up on it, and and Yahya was like, "Yo, Jake just took the camera and started directing, and was just shooting things." And I'm like, "I, dude, there's gonna be so much that we learn about the making of this movie that we're gonna be talking more about the making of the movie more than the movie, in my opinion." But yo, look, I story wise, I do think it's interesting. It's not bad. It's just so muddled. Yeah. But as an experience. You may end up coming nauseous, man. I kind of felt like I was watching a found footage movie at times, but you kind of, if you're looking that. forward to a movie and the stuff that he puts out on screen, you still have to go see it in theaters. And I thought that it was crazy how uh, uh, in Dolby, you're really invested in there. Sometimes he's so zoomed in, man. It's their nostrils doing the acting. But, yeah. hey, Ambulance. It, it is the most Bay movie of Bay movies that we've gotten in the past decade. Yeah, and in terms of, like, going in for a Bay movie, I think this one actually satisfied what I was looking for. You know, it, it's absent a lot of a lot of the things that Bay doesn't get right for me, right? Like, there's... He always has this weird, leering creepiness with women, and Isa, Isa Gonzalez is easily the best female character in Too a Michael good. Bay film ever. Too good. Ever. I was like, she, he didn't write this. <laughs> he did not write this. She's and fantastic. And also, there's just, there's just, like a melodramatic quality that he tries to put in some of his films. And I, I thought it it steered away from the, like, forced sentimentality and kind of leaned into the campiness a little bit more. Yeah. So, like, I, I think while this isn't necessarily the greatest Bay movie, it's also not a Bay movie that made me uncomfortable while watching it. So I almost want to give it some points for that, too. That's fair, man. What did you end up giving this one? I'm at three stars with it because it delivered for me. You know, I'm, okay. I'm positive on it. I gave it the two and a half. Uh, I, I am leaning towards more of the three just because of the filmmaking husband. But there is this behind the scenes where the man dollied into an explosion. And, like, the whole car just almost hits him. And I'm like, <sighs> Bay puts his heart and soul, man. I, I don't know how else to put it. But, uh, yeah, that is Ambulance, the new Michael Bay movie. If you're catching it in theaters, maybe bring a barf bag. Just be, <laughs> be aware <laughs> that he's going to take you places. Uh, let's get into the other big release of the weekend, or maybe even the only big release of Some the people, weekend. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the family adventure comedy with Jim Carrey, uh, Jim Marsden, Tika Sumter, and of course the voice of Ben Schwartz as Sonic. You also have Colleen O'Shaughnessy that a lot of people were really excited for, voicing Tails, returning to the character. Very good, bro. Uh, I think she was the, the voice in the video games. And then the new edition of Idris Elba as the voice of Knuckles. Uh, you know, I I think we both gave this the first one a, a kind of positive review. Yeah. Like it's it's charming and Ben Schwartz is really funny in the role. So it, it, I think we were both excited to see more of it. And you know, I gotta say I did enjoy it. I think for me, one of the big things is I really appreciate that these films have so much room to let Jim Carrey do his wacky limbed, crazy voiced manic Jim Carreyness. Yeah, like. We haven't really gotten Jim Carrey in that mode in, like, almost eight years, basically, since mm -hmm. it was, Dumb and Dumber 2 was 2014, and nobody remembers that one fondly. Like, it's just a shame that we don't see Jim Carrey more. Uh, and I, it's a lot of it, for me, makes... <laughs> the thing that I was thinking of during Sonic is the way that these kind of sci-fi, action-adventure franchise films, whether it's the Marvel IP or other stuff have, in a way, swallowed the studio comedy whole, and now our, our mo funniest movies are these adventure movies and these these franchise movies. Um, for me, like, 
I thought Natasha Rothwell was really, really funny in she her role here. She always is. She's very funny. Really great in Weight Lotus too. But it kind of felt like I, I was a little bit like, what is she doing in this movie? What this character is so tangential to the rest of the plot. I, I don't know why we're following her. Um, so I don't know. It's it's a weird balance where like I'm thankful that they're allowing gifted comedy actors to do funny comedy. Yeah. But it also is like. It doesn't exist if you don't center it around the, the CGI creature. At least I liked this CGI creature. I just I just don't like all CGI creatures. I'm surprised, dude. Seeing you give this three stars, nah, bro. That means you loved it. All right, that that's a Zach <laughs> rating right there. That, that's practically that's like a I'm four a and lush. a half for other people right there. Uh, I'm a I don't like giving three point five. That easy. I was surprised. Yeah, no, I I got to see this one in 40x, man. So I'm making a whole video on how like knuckles beat me up like this this thing was crazy in 40x and at the beginning the the theater like wasn't even working so the moment it was the when they're like uh because it's also like a father-son relationship that they, they yeah. they've got going on in this movie and uh when they're in the water the 40x kicked in bro knuckles was coming in like crazy jim carrey was spitting and, and the lightning was going off you know it's every experience possible uh i've talked about the 40x experience in the past you know it's a lot of money, but it's worth it if you got the movie where they're going to go fast. And, right. yeah, dude, the kids were having a blast with it. I don't know about your theater. My theater yelled as loud as No Way at Home, as loud as Endgame. They were going insane with this. They had to post a whole, be careful with the spoilers on this, or Knuckles is going to come for you. Like, this is living up to the hype of what the video game people want. I think it's up there with the first one. Um... I, I liked a lot of this movie. I thought it was very enjoyable. Obviously, when it comes to like critiquing this as cinema, uh, you know, it's up there. I think it was fantastic. I think that Jim Carrey knows how to uh, carry a movie, and I, I don't, I, I don't think he's retiring. I know we kind of discussed the idea yeah. of him saying he's going to go. I'm hoping that's just kind of like one of those off-the-cuff things that people say when they're on press tours. Like even Mark Wahlberg just said that he's retiring too. And that's not happening. It bothers me, yeah, but but no. Overall, you know, I thought it had a lot of very fun Easter eggs, a lot of setups for what's to come, and honestly, I could do a whole series just with uh, Dr. Robotnik and Stone. I think they are the funniest duo in the movie. I think they're better than Tom and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Sonic, Sonic and Tails. Oh, yeah. They're the best ones. And it just helped killed it. I thought he was very funny with his one-liners. And I think this is the perfect family movie. Like, I don't know how else to describe it other than that. Larry. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know, it's it's got a little bit of the um, forced family dynamic that I think you find in most of these kids' things. But yeah. ultimately, like, the things that you come for in terms of the, the fun characters, the fun lines, the quotable moments, like, I, I think it really delivers. And, yeah, I also did see this in a theater full of children who were really, really enjoying it. So... Yeah, it, it does what it's too. It wasn't just the kids, bro. Oh. It was the adults were oh, going yeah, yeah. crazy. A dude came in dressed as Doctor Robotnik. Ooh, <laughs> I that's actually what I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> uh, I mentioned I mentioned months and months and months ago that I didn't get like a good reaction at my Spider-Man No Way Home screening. I, just, get a I guess I saw it with a boring, boring crowd. Bro, when You Know Ho showed up in the end credits of this movie, everybody in my theater was flipping out. I didn't know see people were invested in Sonic like that. Yes. How did how did you play the games? They came out they came out when I was like young. Nah, bro. They don't mess with Sonic. Let's not forget what happened with that first one. I went back to look at that redesign. You know, I don't like what happened with the company yeah. that went defunct and fixing it, but they had a sacrifice. <laughs> that first I mean, thing it, was ugly, but that it shows was ugly. And it, 
Very hard to imagine it being as successful as it is if they went with that original design. Yeah, video game fans, they're religious, and yeah, uh, I'm glad that this is living up to the hype for them. I thought it was a very fun movie in general, even outside of the games, but if you play the games, man, yeah, they went crazy for a lot of, a lot of us. Yeah. Alright, so there's a couple more theatrical releases that I haven't had the chance to see yet. Um, I, don't, I do want to talk about RRR at some point, but please... Just tell me a little bit, man. Is this is this worth all the hype that it's been getting on film Twitter? I thought it was getting too much hype, man. I'm like, yo, this is three hours. How many three-hour movies can I sit through in theaters? Man, I might sit through RRR again. This thing was bonkers, bro. So RRR is their initials of the director and the two homies that you see right here. And then they're like, you know what? Let's just keep it. This is a three-hour epic about two dudes. Love hanging out. Inspired by the Motorcycle Diaries a little bit, Zach, which is kind of interesting, where uh, they're, to a degree, adversaries, not realizing that they may be able to work together to be able to stop, you know, the tyrannical uh, British Empire. Uh, I found it fascinating, man. The whole premise really is it begins with the British Empire coming in and taking this young little girl named Molly and snatching her away. And the the idea is is that these village people, they could be oppressed, but like a shepherd, when one of their flock gets lost, they're going to do anything in their power to go get them. Fast and Furious wishes, Zach. The budget in this movie is still half of a lot of the stuff that we get, and man, does it deliver. There are fight sequences in crowds. Do you remember crowds, Zach? Not control-paced CGI models of things. I mean, like, actual physical people being there. They are fighting within all of that. They are... uh, there are CGI elements when it comes to creatures that were profound. You're talking about Eternals with the Deviants in the forest? Get that out of here, man. This man was fighting with a tiger and it felt like the tiger was there. They had to put a warning before the movie telling you, no, 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 no animals were hurt in the making of this movie. Humans might have been, bro. They were tussling in the ground. The fight choreography was fantastic. There's dance choreography. I don't, I don't like dance numbers in movies. Alina will not stop playing the theme to this movie. Look, I hope this movie gets some nominations for international. I hope this movie gets some nominations for music. There's a lot in this movie that I thought delivered. Is it the perfect movie? No, there's mistakes here and there. But uh, it's broken up into chapters. And the way that the story evolves like that uh, was very enjoyable. I was never bored. I don't get, obviously, a lot of the references culturally. But I don't think it's too difficult for you to not go in there and understand it. It's not just done in Telugu, but it's also done in English because you have a bunch of British actors um, who are the ones obviously imposing themselves over there. But dude, if you have the chance to watch this in the theater, go see it in the theater. Uh, I think it lives up to the height. It's just creative, man. It's so interesting to see a creative blockbuster in theaters. Yeah, man. I mean, the original filmmaking, right? Original Actual. blockbuster yes. filmmaking. Yes. Is this the better Michael Bay movie than the new Michael Bay movie? Brownie put this in the microwave. I'm, I'm telling you, bro, there's some times where that man was fighting like in the raid, dude. There was some times where like you okay. were actually okay. seeing set pieces. You know how we got that Marvel video where they're like, yeah, so we have the green screens and we like actually created props and then they took out the props. Nah, they kept a lot of the props within this movie. So I would just say that this is this is like this is the blockbusters I, I wish we were still making over here. RR, check it out. Awesome. I'm I'm really excited to uh, catch that. Hopefully we can talk about it a little bit more, maybe on next week's show. Uh, you also caught up with the outfit, which, you know, kind of like a, a little bit of a lesser hyped thriller, but I've yes. been seeing some positive buzz on it, and there's some actors that we both like in it, 
So you tell me, man, how, how's the boy Rylance? Is he still delivering? Yeah, dude. I mean, the man, he, he's really good in it. it. It's practically like a, a stage play because it all takes place in his um, shop. He is a tailor or sorry, sorry. He's a cutter. Oh, my goodness. He would kill me uh, if I had said that. And a big part of the movie is that he's running this establishment in where the mob comes in. It's in Chicago. The mob comes in, drops something in a box. And then uh, some conspiracies may be going on. Maybe maybe there's a rat. Maybe there's a mole. And he's the person who just runs this shop where all of this, you know, craziness starts to happen. I love that it all takes place in one spot. Uh, I love his performance. They said he memorized everything on the stage. So they literally built the shop from scratch. He knew everything that was in every drawer. I mean, it's the man, you know, he really delivers. That's the kind of prep you can yeah. expect from Mark Rylance, man. He's a, exactly. he's a stage actor. I saw this in theaters, and then three days later, it came out on POD. So it is out. Uh, I would have given this a really, uh, really solid junior prize for you to go catch as a matinee. I would definitely say rent it if you have the ability to do so. Um, I'm curious on a rewatch because I personally kind of had like a guess. So I was kind of trying to like figure out things while you're in there. Zoe Deutsch is also really fantastic. Um, is it a little bit of like a, like a puzzle box kind of thing? Yeah. You're just like trying to figure out how all of this is going to come together. Cause there's a lot of conspiracies that are happening within the mob and like tapes being recorded. And uh, I think it's a really good, I would make for a really great stage play. A lot of these would make for really great stage plays that we're going to be talking about uh, later on in the show. But the outfit, I think does a really good job at building up the tension Um as a bottle film while giving you a lot to look out for on a rewatch. So uh, now that it's out on VOD, I may give it another catch. I really like the production design. I really like the suits as well. So hopefully even in some of the technical, technical awards, I mean, they'll look, be able to keep that. If it's called the outfit, they better have some nice suits. Easily. Like, come on. They said, they're come like, on. we made this film to be tailored the same way the suits were tailored in the movie. I was like, oh, what a nice quote there. But yeah, the outfit, a nice little crime drama. Check it out. A bit, <laughs> Dylan O'Brien's Chicago accent as a mobster like the 40s or whatever time they're in hilarious man <laughs> didn't quite work but it, it wasn't the worst it was just it was okay. funny it was yeah. good on the man I like Dylan O'Brien very cool very cool uh, and then we got another one here in Boiling Point. I've been hearing some interesting stuff about this one because it is a one-shot movie another one of the uh, single take films although I'm assuming it's kind of like the, the stage or like the stitch together you can no maybe you can tell where that no, no. Is, it, is it like real real for real one shot they did it from beginning to end one shot they had i was about to sing the now song they had one shot one opportunity they were gonna do eight tries with this with the uh, establishment that they got they filmed four COVID happens they can't do the other half so I don't know which one of the four they got, but they filmed this point A to point B. They have a documentary, supposedly, that they're going to make on this movie. So I can't wait to see that because uh, anyone who wasn't on camera while they were filming this, the whole movie takes place in a uh, uh, a restaurant. That's the whole premise of the movie. Boiling point, double entendre going on there because everything's getting very tense. Um, everyone filmed their perspective whenever the camera wasn't on them. And they, they're stitching that together to show you how they did the entire thing. No cuts, bro. That's pretty I'm, dope. I'm that, sitting with, that is pretty dope. I'm sitting with a three and a half right now, but the more that I hear them talk about this movie, the higher that it goes. The director himself was uh, a head chef for a, for, for a minute. For a couple of years, he he worked and he saw all the ins and outs of everything that happens. Um, you know, I think the less that you know about it, the better. Just know that it is a long take, a true, like Victoria, a true long take from beginning to end where, yeah, I, I talked about how this movie was so tense, I needed to play 
uh, overcooked just to relax, but Boiling Point, I was able to catch this on Hoopla. So if you have the ability to do it on Hoopla, you can even catch this for free. So for the Wonder fans out there, highly recommend it. I gave it a three and a half. Honestly, might bump it up to a four and a rewatch because I, I really do like how the screenplay plays out as well. It's not just a nice technical movie. There's also there's also a lot of substance and, and good performances in there. So Boiling Point, check it out. The boy Stephen Graham does not disappoint. Thank you, mute. Oh, my bad. I think I was muted on I that. I thought one. you were so surprised with the movie, man, that you were speechless. <laughs> no, I just, uh, just need to remember to hit buttons. Um, it was interesting to see uh, another one-shot movie because, like, earlier this year, I really loved Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes. And then last year, we talked about another film that we liked in one-shot oh, yeah, action film. Yeah. Uh, it, so it's interesting to see all these different filmmakers and their different ways into the, the one-shot format, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say this is really up there because even with the other ones that have come out, I think I think this one is able to hit on all cylinders that a lot of them kind of like, uh, you know, they, they, they're not able to deliver every element at once because they're too focused either on keeping the camera rolling and it's just kind of wasting time. I know there were some South by ones where it's just like, it does not need to be a winner. This right. actually should be a winner. And justifies. it makes sense. It justifies. As someone who's worked in the kitchen, it justifies <laughs> it 100%, man. So Very I'm cool. curious for you to watch it. Very cool. All right, let's get into some of our streaming uh, watches from this past week. There are options across the stream streamosphere. I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, let's talk first about a couple new Netflix releases. Uh, tell me a little bit about Metal Lords. I've been seeing some people bring this one up. I, I didn't get around to it. Though. You didn't check the new DBYs? The script. I am avoiding. Uh, anything Game of Thrones related, even if it is only tangentially. This man said that he had this script even before they worked on Game of Thrones. The reason it was paused was because of Game of Thrones, uh, but he's a big metalhead, and you've got the boy Jaden Martell, who I think is a good actor. I think that boy's a psychopath, but he always is able to bring something into a performance, and uh, him and his buddy play these really big metalheads who are trying to start their own band and be a part of the Battle of the Bands, and within that, you know, there's a lot of metal references. It's a... It's an interesting movie because it is rated R, so it's got that like edge to it, a lot of swearing and such, but it also feels like a family film. Uh, Netflix has, has really cornered that market of, of being something that is definitely made for kids uh, and then not PG-13ing it. So it, it's, it's a weird type of movie. I didn't hate it. I thought it was kind of enjoyable. Uh, if you're a big metal fan, they have a lot of homages and maybe even some cameos in there. And it mm-hmm. definitely is a movie really about their friendship and the idea of, you know, you can have your passions, but at the same time, you have to remember the people who are there for you. Uh, but I know Amanda really shouted out. She's always been shouting out this other movie. So if you're a really big fan of this type of music, continue to put Dinner in America on your radar because I would agree that is a movie where it doesn't feel, I don't want to say the word sugarcoating, Zach. Maybe there's another word for it. Um, but it's not taming it as much. This, this, is authentic to the point that it's awkward. This feels more real than a movie like Metal Lords where they're facing another band and the band, you know, <laughs> is nice to them just for the sake of being nice to them. It's maybe a more sanitized version of Metal Heads. Boom! Sanitized is the best way to put it. Yeah. Yes, thank you. So. 
Yeah, so occasionally I come across the right word. I don't there know. you go. So, yeah, Metalords out there if you're curious to catch it. Uh, it's what they've been cooking up since before Game of Thrones, one of them at least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is this tragedy of Macbeth. <laughs> you had to split with them. But you've been catching this series? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's not the newest, but it is new to Netflix, and it is probably the most delightful thing that I watched over the weekend. Uh, even compared to Sonic, I'd say it's a little more delightful. This is scary, uh, man. I, I, I did hear that you watched a couple episodes of Old Enough too, so I'm curious what you thought. It is a Japanese reality show, I guess, with 10-ish, 10, 15-minute-ish episodes, and each episode just follows a child. Uh, I think the oldest one that I've seen is four years old, and, and it, as the child is sent on an errand by their parents, yeah, because they're old enough to do it, I guess. Uh, it's just this very bizarre concoction of a reality show that it kind of fills me with, fills me with warmth because you see like the kindness of strangers helping out this young child and also this child who is maybe not fully mentally uh, up to the task, but has no. the determination, right? Like seeing seeing the kid forget the curry and then remember the curry is about as satisfying as all the Spider Man showing up in No Way Home, right? To me, bro, they had these kids crossing highways. Yeah, it's it's not not gonna happen in America for sure. Obviously, there's a camera crew, and I love how the first thing when you search this up, because I, people were talking about it, and then you had put it on the list. I was like, all right, let me check this out, and I Google it. First thing, is old enough real? <laughs> is this scripted? It's a little bit anxiety-provoking. Yeah. Like if I had kids, I don't know if I would feel comfortable watching yeah. this show. Yeah, this would be a thriller at that point, but um, <laughs> I can see why it's trending. Uh, they're very short episodes. They're like, what, seven, eight minutes long? There's there's like a whole season's worth of them. And yeah, I don't like, I don't even know the year to this. It says 1990 it says 2013 people watch it in 2022 i don't know what time is zach anymore but you know people have been loving this one yeah it's cute it's cute i don't know like i you kind of get the point after a couple of them uh, but that being said it is really cute and just sort of different i think tonally and and in terms of its mood than a lot of stuff that we get especially in the reality tv sphere yeah I, i'm generally a fan of of like feel good reality TV, not like competition competition reality TV. So this one, this one worked for I me. You. You, I, I'm only halfway through, so like it's not like even if it's short, I didn't burn through it all. It's not like that addicting, but I would recommend you catch a couple of them at least. All right, old enough on Netflix. Yeah, uh, let's move it over to Amazon Prime Video. You know, I got an email recently that Amazon was like, "Can you please refer to?" Uh, Talk about this, bro. This Prime Video, not Amazon Prime Video. You will be referred to as we please, Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Well, J- let's talk about Jeff Bezos's Prime Amazon Video no, no, no. company. Uh, <laughs> I love how they say it. Call us Prime Video. This new Amazon <laughs> release, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like you can't even get it right. Exactly. But yes, yeah. we have we have a twofer here actually. Yes. So uh, first up is all the old knives. Uh, a new uh, new drama starring Chris Pine and Thandie Newton. Uh, tell me a little bit more about this one, because I didn't get a chance to watch it. Hey man, it's your grandpa's favorite movie right here. It's based off of a novel, uh, and whereas the follow-up that we're about to get into, which is Contractors, more action-based, this is mm-hmm. more on the like espionage side of it, and where there is a terrorist attack that happened on a plane, and you're kind of seeing the interrogations that come after the fact. 
But it's all told in a way where the interrogation is just a dinner scene. And then it's all flashing back to different things. Zach, it is a very, very, very slow movie. I, I like if this was out there and it wasn't on streaming, I would be hesitant to give it a rent it in terms of telling people to be very patient with it because I do enjoy the ending. Um, and it has these lines. Zach, there is a line that is said in here where it's like, you know, you're, you're starting to convince me on what? That you're a convincing person. <laughs> Bangers. Okay. Banger of lines like that, bro. Okay. But I really like the chemistry between Chris and uh, Thandaway. They they do a good job together. Uh, again, it, there's a lot of elements in there that on a rewatch you may be able to note. But you need to have the patience with this movie. They consulted yeah. with like ex-CIA agents in order to be, you know, really in there. Um, but... <laughs> Alina started watching it and then she's like I, I don't have the time for this so yeah, if you do have the time it, for it it's streaming on Netflix and it's okay it, it's a decent little slow burn of a thriller yeah I, I was thinking about watching it in our little like we had a little extra time before we went with our mm-hmm. uh, week, week, excuse me weekend must watch today and I got about five minutes in and I thought okay I don't have the patience for this right now but when I do watch it my dad is going to really enjoy this one literally so, so that, that's exactly who this is for uh, yeah. but it's fine. I don't hate it. I, I personally myself would give it would give it the three stars. But again, you, you need patience with this. I know a lot of people want to have that, but it's streaming. What better way to do it? Uh, he produced this one. He produced all the old knives. And then he also produced uh, the contractor, which is out on Prime internationally. So oh, for everybody else, it's out on VOD. I had the chance to catch this because it's also Chris Pine working for the government. But because he's been kind of hurt, they end up letting him go out of the special forces because he was using substances. So what happens to every military person who's been pushed to the side? Uh, you either drive an ambulance and start a Michael Bay movie. Right. Or you do The Contractor, which is uh, yep. him getting hired with, for contract work. Um, and it's a very stacked cast in this like mission that he goes in order to be able to make money for his family. I, I'm a big Ben Foster fan. Um, what's her name? Also from, search it up over here. Nina Haas, right? From uh, oh, okay. Phoenix. Cool. Isn't it? So it's like, it's a really, Kiefer Sutherland is in this. It's a really stacked cast. It is your by the numbers type of uh, type of movie. You know, I don't see it being any different than another one that I think uh, you were able to catch Dog by Channing, from Channing Tatum. Were you? No, I haven't. Not yet? yet? Okay. Nah. So like this one also, you know, got a lot of love from people. I would say this is very similar to it. It doesn't have the charm that, you know, that movie was mm-hmm. able to bring. This is a movie that definitely has more of a film technical aspect and handle to uh, its action sequences uh, while commenting on that idea that a lot of military personnel are just kind of thrown to the side. And I know that that was a, a really big angle that they came for uh, at, at this movie. But Yeah, uh, I actually wanted to shout out Vice Victus on Twitter, an account that I like following, a really interesting film critic. He's a, an ex-military uh, guy too. And he, okay. he talked about a lot about how both ambulance and contractor are really talking about this this bubbling up issue of these combat veterans who are are being sort of not not a yeah and dog um, that are being not taken care of back here and what what consequences potentially they have on their lives yeah. or their psyches and I don't know uh, it's an interesting it's scene, interesting thing to see bubbling up amongst a widespread of movies right like yes you, you 
they're very, very different approaches to the same central idea. Yep. And there were some Sundance ones, too, with John Boyega. It doesn't yep. stop, man. There's a lot of them out there. So it's definitely uh, something that's making it into movies. I can't wait for it to actually, you know, stop being the plot of movies and maybe fix it so it doesn't have to be that. But right. there's something funny here, Zach. Uh, it's got a really weird ending. I don't want to spoil the ending. Just I want to be on the record that it's a weird ending. Um, but every single time you see this, right, it comes up on streaming. Both of these, when you click them. Tell me why, Zach. I'm trying to watch The Contractor, and they're pulling up over here with a free screening to a Steven Seagal movie, bro. I got ad blocker on here because I'm not giving him, I'm not giving this man my AdSense, but you click on the flex when the same thing happens. Just a little aside, but uh, if you're interested, the, the more action-packed one would be The Contractor, and if you got the time, I guess watch all the old knives. Pretty decent. It's fine. It's fine. Cool. All right, we got one more streaming pick. It's this Laura Pausini doc. I did not hear about You don't know this, Laura? So no, nah, tell me a little bit. Oh, Laura Pausini. She's huge, bro. She's, I know, big Italian star, but she also uh, said a lot of stuff. She's sang a lot of songs in Spanish. Um, mm. This is a retrospective. It's like half narrative, half doc. Um, really? <laughs> not to compare it to Tony Hawk doc but it's kind of like uh here's some excuses for why i had to do what i had to do a lot of us need doc out on prime i really like your music doc's okay bro as you can see right, right there you see what kind of doc it is it's the one for the fans they're gonna love it yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is Give it five stars the whole like setup is her getting nominated for the oscar and then losing the oscar to her and she like <laughs> won't let go of that so it's clearly a doc that was supposed to rejoice in her win and it did right, not happen right. and i love laura <laughs> she only got that because of diane warren <laughs> a lot about CD Doc. I'm Prime. If you're interested, very good singer. Check out her music. Very cool. All right, let's uh, wrap up the what we're watching with some of the TV series that have dropped some new episodes. Uh, Moon Knight is on to its second episode, which I've seen a lot of people responding positively to. Although you know we talked about a, a little bit last week. It's you know I'm still I'm excited to catch four because they finally sent me the screeners again. But told you, dude. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. What did you think about episode two, if you remember that one specifically? Uh, I really like the action sequences in this one. I agree with you. It's nothing too profound, but for Marvel, yes, bro. <laughs> We're mm. eating at scraps, man, at that point. We are able to actually get cohesive sequences that are able to yeah. uh, use the CGI very well and actually use the environment and you know the surroundings. Have some handheld camera shots. <laughs> People are going to love it. Yeah. I promise you, Zach. Four is better. Two is good. But I promised you that four was, I don't want to say great, really good. So I'm going to just leave it there. Moon Knight, if you haven't been watching it, uh, I don't think any one thing is worth the Disney Plus subscription. But anytime they have a new Marvel thing, they just decide, this is all y'all need, right? (laughs) We don't have to release anything else. I'm sick of this, bro. It's just just this and Proud Family right now. It's like, stop, release (laughs) other stuff. Moon Knight. Uh, he's going to be dancing with the stars soon, didn't you hear? <laughs> Atlanta, 104 is out on Hulu, Zach. <laughs> well, actually, I wanted to ask you a question because uh, we didn't talk about episode 103, which was a return to like the adventures of Earn, Ven, and all the gang, right? Ah, for all, Atlanta, all, yeah, yeah. All four of them in this billionaire's house and kind of all the different bits of them interacting with strange people. And then episode 104, the most recent episode of Atlanta, is another one of their bottle episodes. Mm -hmm. This one starring Justin Bartha in A Tale About Reparations. Really, really interesting episode. We got, in the past two weeks, basically Atlanta's two different modes, right? The uh, unexpected bottle episode 
that t- sort of takes you away from the main action and something that's a little bit more central to the characters and uh, sort of bounces from comedic bits to comedic bit. Yep. Do you have a preference for what Atlanta gives us? Do you like that they are going back and forth so much in this early into season three? I think it's weird that anybody wants to pin down Atlanta when the whole premise of Atlanta is the complete opposite. I love that it can mm-hmm. just stop and become a bottle episode. I had to remind yeah. Lena. Don't you remember that one episode with the IPA? One of our favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. Can I have your best IPA? Is an entire episode where you're just dealing mostly with commercials. Yeah. But no, we, there's no. I think it's dumb to pin down Atlanta. I love that they could just do an episode like this. It wasn't my favorite episode, but it was interesting to see how this got review bombed. I don't know if it was because of his interview. Yeah. Where it was just I, interviewing himself, <laughs> or if yeah, it was the premise. I think it was partially but... because people thought the interview was weird. It's also like it's a, it's a kind of a hot button idea. The oh, one hundred percent reparations thing, and I'm sure that rubbed people the wrong way. Although I thought it was just like a a fascinating kind of like black mirrorish almost exploration yeah. of like this is like an alternate view of what could happen in yeah, society. I can see that. Um, I I really like the episode. It's not. I, of the bottle episodes, which Atlanta has done many, it's not my favorite, but like it is still excellent. And, and like you said, that is the beauty of Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. More so than any other show on TV, it is a, an episode or the type of show where you tune it on and have no idea what's coming next. And I really do love spending time with Ern and Paperboy and Darius and Van. Like I love when we do get those episodes, but I, I wouldn't want to deny myself the other half of the equation. Exactly. So it's pretty cool that we've. Uh, gotten basically like a 50-50 dose so far in this season. That's three. what I'm saying. I, I feel weird to hear people complain about four when it's like, look at what y'all gave three slaps. Right. That was practically a battle episode, but yeah. Uh, I, I, my final notes would just be on the old man in the tree. I really like this one. I want to go back and rewatch this one. There was a lot of hilarious moments in this. This one, I don't know, this one says a lot, in my opinion. Uh, I love the Nando's bit. <laughs> I, I love the whole, just a lot of <laughs> eye acting in this one as well, just from the, yeah. off of their facial expressions, especially between Ern and then the guy who's living in the house. Mm-hmm. There's this one bit where Ern's talking to the dude and the kid just continues to like skate a little forward on the side. I love that bit. Uh, it's been a, it's been a pretty decent ep- uh, season of Atlanta so far. This one and uh, episode one would probably be my standout so three far. Slaps. Yeah, yeah, three but slaps is so so good. That's probably the best one. But yeah, no, definitely hop on Atlanta, dude. When we were looking back at it, it really was four years. Mm-hmm. And and that might be also what some of the pushback is that like it's been four years and we've only got it. We've only gotten two episodes following them through the first four. Yeah. But, but like, like you said, like any any Atlanta is good Atlanta. So. Yeah. So if you haven't caught any of this, just go in. It's a completely different type of show than anything else. It's almost like an anthology within a narrative that's an anthology. It's very interesting. I really like Atlanta. Keep keep that one in your radar yeah. if you have not hopped on it. But um, and just a quick tangent on episode three or four of Atlanta. It was written by Francesca Sloan, who we've last talked about Intercut when she was announced as the showrunner of the Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Smith reboot that was supposed to star Donald Glover. Which is, uh, yeah. and that, it still does star Donald Glover. It was supposed to star Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And we learned this week that is now going to star instead Maya Erskine from Pen15, which, I mean... You're a fan? I, I love I love a Phoebe Waller-Bridge, but I'm really excited to see Maya Erskine get this kind of a role. I think she is, like, destined to be a movie star. Okay. All right. I liked her in that one, like, table show. I can't remember what it was. She had, like, a one rom-com that I thought she was pretty good in. Oh, You know yeah, what I'm talking about. Um, 
the one with Jack Quaid. I'm forgetting yes. the name of it. Yeah. The rom-com she did. But. That one. But interesting. So, All right. Somebody will mention it in the comments. We'll, we'll see how that, how that plays out. All right, then. Our final Hulu thing that actually yeah, wrapped. You, you got to the end of the dropout. Tell me a little about it. Yes, sir. Did Were you able to finish it? Yes. I, I talked a little bit of my thoughts last week, but I didn't want to talk about oh, yeah, it too much. Oh, yeah, because you were able to the, wrap it. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the finale is out now, so people have hey. hopefully had a chance to see it. I saw a lot of people were sharing uh, that that dancing the how to love Bro, someone which... had the funniest line they like why is she dancing like that is like you got to understand she was over here now she's over there <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the emmy talk bro uh she is obviously gonna be competing for lead i think she is a shoo-in for a nomination same i don't know about a win man i look i really we Did were discussing who else who else is up against her because it's for a limited series it is always a stacked field Oh, yeah, because this is limited series. Okay, we'll talk about, you know, all that later on then. I do want to talk yeah. about the limited series type of thing because, like, with Moon Knight and even this, are they going to be limited series, man? Like, you know, we're talking about these shows that are based off events that are kind of, like, still going on. Like, when they were wrapping some stuff up yeah. on the episode, I was like, y'all just learned this last week with the text. <laughs> like, this is, yeah, this the, is a jury the- that's still happening. Yeah, it is, it is um, 11 days into April, and in the epilogue, they mentioned something that happened in March 2022. You know, so. like, yeah, they had filmed this before, so I I don't know. I don't know how they're going to approach a, a lot of these elements. We know, Season like, with a, is the trial, I guess? Yeah, I have no well, idea. But for a lot of these yeah. shows, they call themselves miniseries, and then they end up becoming something bigger, but it allows them to be able to compete in the category of Emmys for miniseries. Look, I'm rooting for her. I will say the one thing about her performance when we talk about it. I really do like her body movements. I think that's even better yes. than the voice. You had noted that. Yes. And I think nothing showcases that more than the scene that went viral with her dancing. With the voice, I think the only thing with it is that she just she just drop it. Sometimes it just drops out. Like, she'll be given a speech, and it's like, ah, oh, you went soft right there. And it's mm-hmm. more so, I think, the muscles. There's just, for the original, like, the, the actual, what's her name? You actually uh, see, Elizabeth for Elizabeth, Holmes. yeah, yeah. That's just the way her face is structured, and you can see her trying to like make it there. She reminds me of right. what uh, I don't know if you've seen that Baz Luhrmann Elvis Presley trailer. <laughs> he kind of looks like yeah. Tom Hanks in there, where he's trying to like make the face a little bit different than what it's supposed to be. Right. I really do enjoy her performance. I'm a big Man of Freed fan. Uh, also, Navian Andrews. Yeah, I want to see a supporting from my man, dude. Uh, it plays off really well, and uh, I think it's a very enjoyable show. I think it's definitely even, one of the standouts that they've had on Hulu. Reasons Why was was pretty good on it. But yeah, uh, the dropout <laughs> is def- <laughs> definitely something to have on your radar now that it's wrapped. Uh, yeah, they've been loving it. Hulu's been on the Someone Did Something Bad. Here's your show. Here's Pam. Here's the girl with the text messages from the girl from Plainview. So, I mean, they've got that stacked out over there. But I would still argue. I don't know if you started We, we Crashed, man. We Crash is the one. That's the one to be. Um, but I don't think uh, Anne Hathaway is going to be supporting. I would say she's lead. Right. And if they do supporting, then that's really dumb considering what the show has her character do. But catch that one, man. I want you to see We yeah. Crashed. I got, I got to catch up on We Crashed. Uh, hopefully, when by the time that gets to the finale, we can both uh, talk about that one. Mm-hmm. You caught a bit, or maybe all of Elite Season Five on Not, Netflix. I'm I'm totally behind on Elite. I ain't catch I ain't catch school. a damn thing right here, bro. Nah. I had completely forgotten I even saw four. So this is a PSA. If y'all saw Elite okay. Season Five, give me the LME 
I don't want to sit through this, man. I was looking through my notes. I was like, I don't, I don't want to. They still got this thing going, man. Yeah, Netflix will cancel a bunch of shows, but they're on season five of Elite. Five of Elite. I don't even know. And it's practically a completely new show with new characters. Zach, I'm going to head over to HBO instead. And HBO has a brand new season of a Black Lady Sketch. As you know, I I love this series. I think it's really good. I will say, though, nothing has compared to season one. Hmm. Obviously, Quinta left. She wanted to go do her own thing. And she's killing it in her own show. Uh but it's still pretty solid. Uh, I still think yeah. that season one is a perfect, is a really good sketch series that is able to do its own little bits while also kind of having a narrative weave itself through it. Two kind of had that. I really hope three is able to carry it. Uh, I know it's Robin Thede's show. She isn't a lot of sketches, and I don't know if that has to do with COVID. I don't know if that has to do with scheduling, but you do kind of like... You continue coming back. You're Even in SNL, you know, when yeah. the host comes yeah. in, they you won't be on a sketch. Yeah, that's it. That's it. She's I great. That. I love her. It's her show. Yeah. Even even Tim Robinson isn't every isn't in every. I think you should leave. Sketch. That's what I'm talking about. So uh, yeah, just wanted to put it on the radar. They had their first episode and they're gonna be doing it on a weekly basis. But Zach, three episodes dropped of a little series that I thought was gonna be run by Ken Watanabe. They showed you trailers, and in the right in the back in the poster, there was this man. <laughs> Turns out he's the damn lead, and they released mm-hmm. the real poster. And he's right up in there in the front. This is the story of Ansel Elgort playing a guy who can't get fired, even when he does the most ridiculous things. Did you catch any of Tokyo Vice? I caught the first one because I did want to see how Michael Mann decided to tackle some television. So, yeah, I, I watched the Same. first episode of Tokyo Vice, not Miami Vice. Tokyo, Tokyo Vice. Vice. Exactly. Yeah. It's based off a true story. Uh, he said that he yeah. learned Japanese from scratch and that the man went out there and was even shadowing the journalist who almost risked his life actually investigating this stuff. Ken Watanabe was there, like, correcting him on his Japanese. Look, Ansel's a, a decent actor. He's not a bad actor. He kind of playing himself in this thing. Uh, it, it's an okay show. I, I, I don't know if the first episode blew you away. It's supposedly man is only doing that episode and nothing else. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the Scorsese directing the first episode of Vinyl thing, where he's only dropping in for that one and setting the tone. And I think uh, Joseph Latica, who directed Catch the Fair One, which we talked about last year, and then Destin Daniel Cretton, who of course did uh, Shang Chi, are directing a bunch of the other episodes of Tokyo Vice. I don't know if they're directing all of them, but they're directing a few more. Okay. Um, so it, I guess maybe there's a drop off there from Michael Mann. Um, I, I thought Mann. that. Visually, the first episode was extremely stunning, right? Like, there's certain quality to the way that man shoots stuff that is very different from how TV is normally presented. So there's like this really interesting element to Tokyo Vice. I, I thought Ansel was fine here. You know, I, I, I think, you know, you say he's playing himself, but like he's kind of, he's cast to look like a big, he's cast in the role of like a goofy looking white guy in the middle of Japan. He looks like a goofy white guy in the middle of Japan. So it kind of works out. Um, I'm I'm curious about the show. It is sort of not, uh, it's kind of introducing you to a world instead of necessarily like pulling you in. And it's one of those shows where I feel like you have to pay attention to the details to kind of feel like you're in the story. If it's not like revealing itself to you in a very, um, in a very clear way up at the top. But I do like those shows. I feel like those are the shows where when you dive into the worlds, they feel really deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they kind of have this like flashback thing that opens the first episode 
And just to, like, it's effective enough that I'm very curious how we get to that point, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see. They dropped the first three episodes, and then the rest are going to be weekly up until May. So you know, it's, not a, it's not a bad show, but we'll see how they roll it out. But those were the TV series that we yeah. had on streaming. Yeah, and I think that's about it for the what we are watching. So make sure to comment below or, or post in the live stream what you have been watching. What's the latest? By the way, that rom-com with uh, Maya Erskine and Jack Quaid is plus one. I forgot the name of that earlier. I was going to say it was like... T- Table 19 or something, but that's yeah, the bad that's one. that's the other one. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, all right, so let's get into a brief year and age just because two news stories dropped today that I was really excited to see your reaction to. And okay. I don't know if you've seen either of these news stories. So I haven't seen I, a damn thing, Zach. I will let you click on the links and uh, get us started because the first one is news that there are more additions to the cast of the Greta Gerwig Margot Robbie Barbie movie. Uh, okay. We learned that Will Ferrell is joining. Previously, we learned that Simu Liu and a few a uh, few other interesting actors are joining. I'm really excited because they just announced Emma Mackey is going to be joining the cast. Emma Mackey, who to many people, most famously, is known for looking like young Margot Robbie. Uh, I love the potential of a Barbie movie where you have these kind of doppelgangers going on. Like that. that like the to play off of the idea of them looking the same. I don't know. I think that's really fun. I'm all already right. excited for what they're going to do with that. Um, you know, there's all these little details about the the Barbie movie that weirdly are making me excited. Uh, supposedly, Will Ferrell is coming in to play the CEO of a toy company, maybe Mattel. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I hope it's not going to like go full like a movie, but yeah, who knows, man, with Greta Gerwig, it could be pretty good. All right, I'm excited for it. Dude, I'm a big Emma Mackey fan. I rewatched Death on the Nile because I'm cutting up a video for it. She's, and you just recently saw it. She's pretty good in it, man. She brings in the pulp. Yeah. She 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 was doing something in that movie. I know people she love her off of Sex. Yeah, people like her in Sex Education. And we even have another one that's going to be out in limited uh, that a lot of people have been hyping up for her. Yeah. I'm for it. I like her. And then I'm the other news stock. that I'm really excited for you to click on is the announcement of the show bottoms we've heard little bits of information before this is the rachel senate emma Seligman show that is coming to hbo they've announced io Ediburi, marshawn lynch what uh havana rose liu dagmara uh Domenchik, uh and a whole bunch of other people who who you might recognize are new additions to this cast a really a really solid lineup that we're getting on what's going to hopefully be like a very exciting show from a couple of people that we really Ew. love. Man, Marshawn right. Lynch headed to yes, scripted sir. comedy. More, please. Thank you. Yeah, definitely um, take Marshawn. Yeah, obviously he's hilarious on Murderville earlier this year, so a lot of potential there. He's always kind of had like a good screen presence, like even in commercials. I think he's very funny. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for Ayoade Beery to have a prominent role in this. She and Rachel Sh- Senate. Previously worked together on a Comedy Central that, series that I, oh, I think they might have co-wrote. Uh, yes. the series. Isn't yeah. it literally called Rachel and Ale? I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. I was like, I'm looking at her. I was like, why does she look familiar? Yeah. I, I've never seen the show. I've only seen the snippets on uh, on YouTube that they put. Right. So, no, they got, I mean, like, yeah, they got the best chemistry together. So, damn. Exactly. Okay. 
I'm excited. So a lot of things to get really excited about in terms of the uh, the news. We talked a lot of casting on this uh, on this That's edition good, man. of the show. Yeah. Really quick, I don't have it pulled up, but there is a blockbuster show coming out for Netflix. I don't know if you got that that yeah. email that they sent out. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, so we're not talking about it. But there's a blockbuster <laughs> show coming out, and it stars the homie. Yeah, did they already announce Randall Park is going to be on that one? Oh, I didn't hear that. Uh, I I heard that it's uh, our boy from what's it called? Why am I blinking on what's he what's he's from? What's my favorite? One of my favorite shows off of Netflix. They're trying to figure out who drew the penises. American Vandal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which the, one? The one behind the Griffin. camera the entire time. Oh, uh, shoot. He's uh, really good. Tyler Alvarez is that his name? I probably he ended up being in a couple of episodes in season two of Never Have I Ever, and he kind of played a comedic role. He was just like the Disney star kid who ended up like not making it, so yes. he's not at the school. And I was like, "Yo, you're actually kind of funny." He's playing like the kid who's working at the last blockbuster and he's got this like passion for movies and i'm like who the hell broke into my computer and figured out exactly how to write the show made for me i don't want to mention that blockbuster show coming out to netflix they 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 really took the rights to that last blockbuster doc and just took it far dude yeah oh man all right uh, should we wrap this up with the new to see talking about what's new in theaters and so on streaming this week? Let's do it. All right. So tonight, April 11th in select theaters, it might be a little bit too late for some of y'all, but uh, Navalny, the documentary out of Sundance that won the award for audience favorite film at Sundance. Okay. Uh, it is in select theaters, I believe today and tomorrow. So, and obviously for people who are really, paying attention to the news. There's a lot of reason to be uh, interested in this documentary. Hopefully that means that it is a little bit closer to actually being released on streaming as well. Because I, I think this was an HBO Max pickup, if I'm getting yeah. that correctly. On April, on April 12th, Fabian, Going to the Dogs, hits VOD. I don't know a whole lot about this one, but I do know that I've seen a couple people say that it's their, one of their favorite movies of 2022 so far. So take that as you will, but maybe right. put that one on your radar as well. My on favorite April- movie. <laughs> on April 13th, we get Father Stew, starring Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson. I heard they reached out to Kevin Spacey, but he was busy. Um, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> on April 14th, the Garcias, all 10 episodes of this revival, hits HBO Max. Did you ever watch The Brothers Garcia on Nickelodeon? Mm, ooh, the Nickelodeon one? Uh, yeah. No, but I know of it. Yeah, like, it, it's one of those shows that, like, I feel like I didn't remember. You know those, like, BuzzFeed lists? Like, shows from your childhood that you yeah. don't know. Like, it, it's, I feel like it's a show that would pop up on those lists for me. I was watching 101 um, Good Deeds and all that stuff. Same. All that, um, yeah. But I, I watched the first episode of the reboot. Like it's it's definitely like very Nickelodeon y. Uh it's it's very yeah. kind of kitty and cute and sweet. So I don't know, mm-hmm. not not my mode, but maybe that's what you're interested in. You're gonna also, be on Hulu. Uh Garcia's is on HBO Max. No, but you're gonna be on Hulu watching Oh obviously on April 14th, everybody's gonna be on Hulu for the debut of the new season of the Kardashians. Uh good for them? He's got to change the line now. He said, thank God for E. She got her own bag. Now I guess it's thank God for Hulu. <laughs> yep. Um, April 15th, we have a few releases. The first one is Anatomy of a Scandal over on Netflix. I, I watched the first two of this one. It's it's very melodramatic. 
uh, pretty memeable. In fact, there's a moment okay. in the first episode where somebody receives bad news and his body literally reacts like he's been hit by a car. It, it's pretty great, but not in the way that I think it intends to be. Uh, also out on April 15th is The Cellar, which hits theaters as well as Shudder. This was a 2022 South by Southwest selection. Did you catch this one while you were down in Austin? Yeah, this is the one that I told you is a horror comedy is not meant to be a comedy this is horror math bro i can't wait for you to see some of the craziest reveals that happen in this movie um it's funny man it, you said it's gonna be on shutter catch it on shutter <laughs> do yourself a favor this, this one's one of those movies that's so goofy it's almost enjoyable to see all the twists and turns it takes okay uh you mentioned you were interested in cherry which hits theaters vod and digital, it's with John Malkovich, Shane West, Thomas Mann, Rosa Salazar. Pretty interesting cast. Good cast. Um, yeah, well, what was it about this one that stuck out to you? The cast? I like the cast. I thought the trailers yeah. seemed kind of interesting. I'm not saying it's good. I'm yeah. just saying when I see this right here on the ratings, oh, I love that. <laughs> so I'm kind of excited for it, but I'm not yep. recommending it yet. Duel, the latest Riley Stearns movie, hits theaters April 15th. We gave this a positive review out of Sundance. Maybe not like a glowing review, but a mm-hmm. positive review. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a fan of the previous works that Riley Stearns has done, I'm, I really do like Fault. I really do enjoy... Uh, Art of Self-Defense? Bro, I have, this, yeah, I have the thing right here, man. Art of Self-Defense that I would uh, yeah. say, go check this out as like a junior prize man, eh? Yeah. If not, rent it, to be honest with you. I mean, look, if you haven't seen a Riley Stearns movie, go watch Art of Self-Defense right now. It's very good. If you like that one enough, check out Duel. It's also pretty good. Decent. Eiffel is in limited theaters. This is Let's also go. starring Emma Mackey. Emma Mackey we earlier. Also has an original score from Alexandre Despot. Desplat. Let's go. Uh, this one is a story of the men behind the tower. You were excited about this one, too. You are, is that just your Emma Mackey kick? It's my Emma Mackey kick, but it's also, I'm a sucker for these type of, like, crazy biopic type movies. Um, mm-hmm. it, it also, the trailer played before uh, the outfit when we went to go see that. So it's like, it's definitely in that realm of, of that's the audience that they're gearing for. Uh, we'll see. It, it's got kind of middling reviews. It looks very melodramatic, but hey, I'm there to support Emma. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore hits theaters on April 15th. This one does not star Johnny Depp, but it does still star Ezra Miller. Weird. Weird. Paris 13th District is in theaters on digital and on VOD, a new IFC film written and directed by the guy, yes. Jacques Audiard, the man. who's behind A Prophet, as well as Deep Han. A couple of really interesting movies, so I'm very excited to catch this latest one, which is in black and white, but looks pretty pretty as well. He's awesome. Yeah. And then finally, on April 15th, we're all going to the World's Fair. It's limited theaters. This one was way back at Sundance 2021. Mm-hmm. And it got a lot of really good buzz out of there. I was more mixed on it, I think, than you. But I think we both thought what it's doing is really cool, even if I was not as like thrilled with the execution of it. Yeah, I'm curious to revisit this one now that it's getting a, a bigger release. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be for everybody, but I think what it what it was going for, it handled very well and got that atmosphere down to a T, and I love that poster, bro. That poster is the yeah. best possible poster they could have come up with. And then lastly, up on April 17th, it's the return <laughs> of season up, seven of Fear the Walking Dead. Literally, I'm not pulling this, this up, dude. Because as I was putting it together, Caitlin, Caitlin was, uh, my girlfriend was telling me, oh, is that like the premiere? 
It's actually season Brand seven. Brand new series. A never before seen movie. <laughs> like they're just churning out these Walking Deads and, and I don't I don't know what's going on. Did like they keep saying, Oh yeah, the original's gonna end, it's the final season. Like, has that show ended yet? Yeah, it's been the final seasons. When? It's still walking, Zach. Let, let it let it do its long, thing. AMC got to eat. AMC got to eat some way. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then lastly, oh no, that was our last one in, in the new season. So let's get to some picks for the week. What do you recommend the audiences at home watch? Um, this week, I'm going with a, a couple of stuff that is out to stream in the comfort of your own home that I think are kind of interesting. HBO has this little horror movie called The Night House. That when it came out in theaters, I thought it got a pretty good buzz from a lot of people. I don't know if you had the chance to check it out, Zach, when it was in theaters. Yeah, now that it's HBO Max, I definitely will. I can't wait to have a discussion with you. I ended up having a whole discussion with my mom about this one and the different ways to interpret the movie. I know that with it being in theaters, it might have not been everybody he's like you know risking to go see a movie that may live up to the hype but uh, i think it's pretty spooky and i think it has a very deep uh some very deep elements to it that that can spark a very big discussion so i also really like her performance we talked about her her recent performance for uh another kind of horror movie from sundance this one was up there as well this was one of my favorites and uh even in our oscar rap video uh for for our must watch awards we i had this on a couple of different things i really like the score i really like the production design check this out on hbo Another Very horror cool. would come from Shudder. I think you enjoyed this one as well. Spine of Night. In fact, I went to go rent this because they have a whole making of. And I was like, yo, I'm going to go to the library. <laughs> I, I saw that they had it there. I snatched it up. So I can't wait to pop in the Blu-ray of this bad boy because it's uh, it's entirely hand-drawn. I really like the world that they created. may not be up to everybody, but it is streaming. So now you have the chance to check it out. And if you don't like it, no, but maybe it might become one of your next must-watches. It's one of my favorite animations uh, that I, I guess... I, I don't know if this counted for last year or this year, but it's out on Shutter. Give it a watch. Very interesting movie. And then some free ones. If you got Hoopla, there's a South by Southwest pick that I really enjoyed from last year. It's a thriller called Here Before, starring the one and only Andrea Rosaburo. I'm not going to say much. Go in there. Give it a shot. I think it's worth the rent it. You can stream it for free right now over on Hoopla, along with the one that I had discussed earlier. Big fan of Wonners, Boiling Point on Hoopla. I would say rent this one as well, but I would wait until they release that package with the documentary. I am very excited yeah. to see the, the behind the scenes. because yes, really cool. It's a really big deal when, when they're not just presenting it as a one take, which makes a lot of sense for this movie, but when it's actually done authentically. So the Nighthouse, Spine of Nights, Here Before, and Boiling Point. What about you, Zach? Uh, I will start things off with Duel because I'm really a fan of the Riley Stearns vibe that it goes for, right. the kind of stilted comedy thing. Uh, and I, I enjoyed that one out of Sunday. It's probably one of my favorites from the festival. Also really enjoyed Nivaldi. I know it's limited. A lot of people are not going to get a chance to see it. But like, if you can, that was a really thrilling documentary about something that's really interesting and relevant right now. So mm-hmm. I would uh, spotlight that one. I'm very curious to check out the latest from Jacques Audiard, which is why I'm definitely going to watch Paris 13th District. Uh, Easily. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's one of the more intriguing releases uh, for me, for sure. And then I'll, I'll recommend Old Enough as well. Man, it's it's delightful and it's very easy. That's like a good fall asleep to kind of show, right? I don't like, know, man. I have to make sure that I mean, it crosses guess- the road. I have to make sure. It's so scary, sure. man. Sure, sure. So uh, those would be my picks for the week. Uh, and you mentioned yours. Let us know what your picks for the week are and what you will be watching. 
but I think that's about all. I mean, I will mention that a lot of people in the live stream are like, oh, why didn't you mention the Northmen? We're not getting the Northmen until April 22nd. We're, we're not as lucky as y'all in the UK or, or y'all in Italy or y'all, y'all all over Europe. Like, man, I don't know why Robert Eggers loves y'all more than us, but enjoy, enjoy Bjork and Ethan Hawke and all and Alexander Skarsgård in their Viking Glory. adventures. I'm excited, uh, man. I'm yeah, waiting I'm, patiently. That trailer played before Ambulance as well. They couldn't even get the ratio right on that because he's filming <laughs> it in that 2-1. Two, two I am excited, man. Yeah, that, that's close to maybe the most excited I am for a film this year. Sick. It's so sick. close. Dude, it's so crazy close. that we love Robert Eggers and we're like about to see maybe the best film he's ever made. Yeah. That's dope. Uh, I can't wait. I, I know I had Severance in the thumbnail too. Art is still catching up with it, but what's the, what's your latest thoughts on uh, how much they the latest severances that you've seen? I guess um, I'm really loving the way that they build the story. I know we had slightly talked about the themes of it and I think it's one of those shows where like you yeah. can go into it and just love the premise of the movie but really the questions that it's sparking fascinating did you yes. see that they're actually selling toys I don't know if they were real or not but it was just like these uh, it's like it's it's like an action figure and his head yeah. opens and then it's him on the desk working in his head I know it's like the antithesis maybe of the show but I kind of want to it's pretty cool pretty cool but no it's really um, good catch up on it I'm halfway through you said it delivered man it really does deliver. Um, I, I thought it was a really cool finale, the kind of finale that's going to make me miserable that I have to wait another year to, to find out what happens next. Too, yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's it's more than just like the twisty nature of the finale. I think it opens up the world a little bit more. And it's one of those shows where, like, it gives you a little detail. Like, it, it, a goat walks down the hallway and it's like, what is going on? Please, like, I, I want some answers. And, like, there's been a weird dis- discourse I've seen online of people being like, "I'm not, I don't want to sign up for another loss." It's like, it, I do. You said it, show. and I wasn't prompting you to say the damn title, but I have heard people name drop it too damn much, way too much, and it just makes me more excited. Of all, first of all, Lost gave you all the answers. It's not your fault if you didn't like them. Second of all, just because Lost exists doesn't mean we have to throw out the entire medium of episodic seasonal TV. Like, come on. Come on. Some ships can land smoothly. Let's go. Lost is on Hulu. Check it out. It's really good. Yeah. Highly recommend. Uh, That's my pick for the week. Lost. (laughs) But I think that about wraps wraps us up. That's everything. uh, For the weekend must watch. Make sure to comment below. Like, subscribe, do all those things. You can catch... More from me, Zach Shevich, on uh, Letterboxd, Instagram, Twitter, at Zshevich, Z-S-H-E-V-I-C-H. And check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash multiplexshow, artworking people. Find more from you. You can find me over at LME Explain on Twitter, on YouTube, and on uh, Letterboxd, where I may be logging RRR again, man. Go watch RRR, yeah. man. Find a theater that's playing it. I need you to see it in there, because we were playing like a tiny theater. I was a little upset. I know. That's no. other issue is like, I'm not familiar with the theaters here. In you know, you don't want to get the wrong one. Bro, I'm telling you right now, this is like steroids for whatever cinema you go into. <sighs> there was no re- rhyme or reason why it should have been as loud as it was. I, we, insane. Insane. I, yeah. I, I, I'm definitely going to see it before we talk next time. So I'm excited. Get one with the recliners because three hours is still three hours. <laughs> three hours, yeah. How, how long is that interval? Can I go to the bathroom? No. Okay, so the interval isn't... I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it just says interval, and then it continues. (laughs) It's the best.
Oh, man. Okay. You can listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, your favorite podcatcher. I like Overcast. And then make sure you're subscribed, not just to the audio version, to the video feed as well on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash intercutpod, where you can catch our bright smiling faces as we break down the latest in entertainment. Find new episodes of the Intercut Weekly Must Watch streaming on our YouTube channel every Monday. Sometimes we do 3 p.m., sometimes we do 7 p.m., but it's it's Mondays pretty much always when we do the weekend must watch. Please leave us a comment, like the videos, consider heading over to iTunes to give us that much-requested five-star review. Shout out to our listeners in Nigeria for putting us on the film and podcast charts out there. Maybe that's my buddy Samson. Shout out, Samson. And also, like our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. All of them are at IntercutPod. You can also support our Patreon at IntercutPod for as little as $1 a month, and you'll be invited to our monthly Google Hangouts. We just talked about the Oscars on the last one. You also get access to some stuff early, like the episode outlines. Pretty cool package deal. Head over to patreon.com slash IntercutPod to support the show. You can also, when you follow us on social media, get updates throughout the week. From Art, from me, from all the guests that we feature here on Intercut, thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, we're not the bad guys. We're just the guys trying to get home. His herpes line was out of pocket, man. (laughs) I almost used that one. (laughs) Actually, the one that I really wanted to use was for your intro. He's not paying for Nando's at somebody's house. (laughs) Never pay for Nando's. It's too small.